Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player a preference by searching for Sift Pop. Welcome, everybody, to episode 31 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and the guy who always puts his left foot out to the big horn, right hand through to a little finger pocket, then you go left foot out to an edge around the corner. He, he, he always makes sure that you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, it's Jack Alterman. I have never watched a movie that made my hands sweat more than this movie. <laughs> like you're, I'm sitting on the couch like a fatty, uh, just sitting there, and I'm saying that, folks, because I am also, I am fat. Um, I identify as a fat man, um, but I'm telling you right now, uh, my hands, Phil, have never sweat more than watching this thing. And you're like, it makes your teeth like hurt to think about. Yeah. Why would you do this to yourself? I don't know. And the the thing is, is like, yes, he's in a very small uh, elite group of climbers that will do like just the crazy things like this. Yes. However, there are like tens of thousands of people that climb rocks. All the time, like there's yeah. I mean, it's an industry. It's, it's, it's a it's, massive it, industry, and I'm saying it not because it's a business, but it it is a business, but it's an industry, and therefore that industry is driven by, you know, a group of people that are willing to do the things and buy, you know, a million carabiners. But this guy doesn't need carabiners. <laughs> is that the right word for what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, carabiners. There's a lot of lingo in this movie, by the way. Like, um, yeah. like that. Um, well, let's let's do the rigmarole and then we'll Absolutely. get into it. <laughs> so. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. And today we're doing, uh, I'm so glad that we are breaking the mold, uh, not just the Star Wars mold. We are breaking the uh, fiction, like we're going documentary, yeah. full on documentary today. So I'm really excited about that. But we are t reviewing Free Solo, which is a 2018, this didn't come out that long ago, a couple no. of years ago. Uh, documentary film that profiles rock climber Alex Honnold, I think is how you say his name, on his quest to perform a free solo climb of Yosemite's El Capitan Mountain in June 2017. Um, he became the first person in history, uh, recorded history at least, and I'm, I mean, recorded history, like, I'm sure probably no one's ever done it bef before 1958. But the El Capitan in Yosemite was first climbed in, successfully climbed in 1958 by a duo of guys. I didn't write their names down. But, um, and since then, a lot of people have climbed it, but he was the first ever to free solo climb. Jack, can I drop a bomb on you real sure. quick? Some, some lingo. So I had to look this up. Mm. I wish I'd looked it up before watching the movie because I think it would help me understand the context of what I was about to see a little bit better. But there are two phrases in climbing that are commonly used using the word free one is called free climb and then there's another that's called free solo climb so the difference is free in both cases you are completely unaided by any kind of um pulley system or a ladder or anything like that like there's in other words every handheld, hand every foothold that you take in ascending this mountain, this rock face or whatever, is all on you. There's, it's on your own, you know, your own muscle, your own body power. Um, if, it's not, if it's not a free climb, you can be aided by like, if you're like on a rope type of thing, like you're being assisted by a rope, that person could literally hoist you up the mountain for 10 feet and then let you continue from there. So, but a free climb is like this, not allowed. You can't use, you have to use your own body power the entire time free solo climb means you don't even have a rope and that that is the big thing about this movie free solo is um he's doing everything that the free climbers do but 
without even a rope. So basically, there's no difference as far as how the climb is done. They, they, they do the same hand grips, the same footholds, but the consequences are different because there's literally nothing to catch you. No, and that's the, um, the thing with this movie, which is funny, folks, is if you haven't seen it, you could listen to us talk about it. And this is actually one movie that you can listen to us talk on this and they'll... I mean, I guess it'll be spoilers. It's a true story and you... This guy... I'm just going to say it. This guy doesn't die. So, I'm just... Yeah. Just no. The only, the only I mean, big shock to this would be <laughs> if, he, if he'd hurtled to the earth and splatted. No, I, I, like, guess, I guess I left that out of the bag already. He's, he successfully does it. Well, so. I mean, it's a documentary. So, yeah. so he... Um, but the thing about this movie is like, you have to see this to understand. Oh, yeah. Or even talking about. It's unbelievable... Um, the arm, the upper body strength, the arm strength, oh. the foot strength, the the strength, the kind of the way this guy is too. Like, uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Alex. Alex is Hammond. Is that right? Honold. Honold. Yeah, that's close. Uh, Hammond is the guy that runs Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Hammond. Um, but he he's a different guy. Like like his yeah. demeanor, and I think that makes actually fits him doing this because if you were emotional whatsoever doing this you would just die uh, uh, uh. <laughs> George Costanza on Seinfeld there's a great episode of Seinfeld yeah. where uh, they have a cool new friend cool friend guy okay. cool guy hey cool guy and uh, he talks Kramer or he talks George into coming rock climbing with them oh yeah but he's with the harness and he's got you know rope yeah and uh, Kramer and George fail to secure the rope and because George is trying to get egg salad sandwiches out of his backpack <laughs> makes sense and he falls and hurls and breaks, his, that and breaks his face. And he actually was Elaine's uh, boyfriend as well at the time. And then she eventually ghosts him because the fall ruined his face. Which because all the people on Seinfeld are jerks. So. Yeah, I forgot. I do remember that episode now that you mentioned um, it. Also, Phil, I wanted to say this. Um, folks, I want you to understand. I'd never really even heard of this movie. And then when you mentioned Free Solo, I'd already seen Solo. We've talked about Solo before on this show. Oh, the Star Wars movie. I assume this was a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> And so when we started this, I was actually a little disappointed at first. And then I got kind of into it because it was really cool. It's a really cool thing. But I was very disappointed. I thought Free Solo was maybe Han is stuck on, on with the Wookiees somewhere and we have to Free Solo. <laughs> like Free Willy, but Free, free Solo. Free Solo. <laughs> okay. So I was a little disappointed. And I thought we, we talked about Star Wars in this show and how we've done a lot of Star Wars movies. Yeah. And so now I, you know, we've done the not Star Wars movie, but I thought it was another one. Yeah. Maybe a sequel or a prequel to Solo. I, I like that we've covered a lot of Star Wars on the show because I think for a lot of people, Disney Plus is literally all about Star Wars. Like, yeah. it's their Star Wars hub yeah. for all things Star Wars. Um, but yeah, there's uh, a lot of other content out there. I, this is a movie that I always wanted to see. It won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Yes. Um, in 20, I guess the 2019, but the 2018 year of yeah. Academy Awards. And ever since then, I was like, I was like, I'm not a huge documentary. You and I have talked off air yeah. about uh, Tiger King. Yeah. And like, I, I catch the big ones, the ones that everyone talks about. I've never seen a single, like you've, you've always recommended it to me and I always want to watch them, but the, uh, is it 30 for 30? Is that Yeah, all the ESPN saying right? stuff is really good. Okay, like a lot of that stuff interests me, yeah. but I just don't take the time to watch yeah. it. Well, this was, this was one where even a couple years ago, and this was before Disney Plus bought, so... I think some people will wonder, why is this on Disney Plus? And I had to look that up because I didn't know. It is a production. This movie is a production by National Geographic. So they, they do their own films and stuff like that. National Geographic owned by 20th Century Fox. And then Disney now owns 20th Century. That makes sense. So, so that's, it is like a, you know, National Geographic owned by 20th Century, now owned by Disney kind of acquisition. So that's why it's on Disney Plus. And... I never saw it in theaters. It actually did have a box office run. I think it was even, you can watch it here in Springfield, mm -hmm. where we're from, Springfield, Missouri. And um, so it got, I, as far as documentaries go, it got a lot of acclaim and a lot of clout from reviewers and stuff like that. So uh, definitely one worth watching. But let's, let's go back to, um, you're talking about his personality and just like how this guy ticks, like what makes him tick. And I want to talk about that a little bit. They actually didn't shy away from that. And, and there's there's a couple scenes, and I didn't take offense to anything that anyone was saying at all, but like they talked about has, how his father probably had Asperger's, um, how Alex hasn't been like diagnosed with anything, but everyone kind of feels like something's a little off with him. And the guys that are filming, like the literal camera crew for this documentary are even making comments about 
like, oh, he, I saw, I actually saw Alex smile today. That's, that's very different for Alex or whatever. And so he is this kind of very stoic, very, I forget what my wife called it. I watched this with Jessica flat, flat effect. I think is what the, what yeah, the phrase that she like used. The Vulcan. He's kind of like Spock. They call him Spock at one point in the yeah, movie. The I mean, he's got. very much like that. And like his girlfriend likes that about him. Yeah. Like, like she's like, uh, she appreciates that about him and there's nothing wrong with that. So, so when I say that folks don't think I'm, saying anything wrong with him he just his personality is like he's very even keel on his personality uh emotionally like he's cool with whatever like he's not he honestly though gives a little bit of a surfer vibe a little bit like where he's just chill and and he's born and raised in california yeah he lives in his van yep which is amazing yeah and dude that van was kind of cool like i at the end of i mean documentaries will do this i think to any watcher but at the after watching the documentary i got to the end of it i was like i think i could live in a van a van like that, like yeah, because he he cooks all his own food inside the van. Yeah. It's basically an RV. It's just a really small yeah. one, but so, for one dude, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> his girlfriend would, would like sleep in there with him and stuff like that. But yeah, like it's it's a it's kind of kind of a cool thing. I read online that the reason for the van isn't necessarily because he's a hippie. I although I think you could kind of make those comparisons, but sure. he it's mainly for convenience because he quote follows the weather and there's some there's some discussion about this in the movie too about like you can only climb this particular rock face in these months or like if it's if you start too too late in the day you'll hit the sun like the sun will beat down on you at a, at the point you, like they think about all these kinds of things like cuz their life is on the line especially if you're free sewing yeah and so you know you don't you don't climb in the summer you don't climb in the winter there's all these all these rules right and so he lives in a van literally so he can just kind of follow the weather like if it's going to be good weather on this rock rock face on tuesday i'm going to drive up there and then i'm on you know on wednesday i'm going to go down to this other place so he needs to be like mobile and i think most people that have a lot of money would say i'll just buy an rv but for him he was convinced just uh, content just living in this van so but anyways they, they talked about his amygdala at one point in the movie, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, you actually see him in in the hospital, in the doctor's office, whatever. And they are they are not cat scanning, uh, MRI. They're MRI scanning his his brain, like his literal brain. I thought they were. It was right in the middle of like all the injury stuff, so I thought maybe they were analyzing his back or something. But no, they were flat, just like checking his brain for like what makes him different. And the nurse or doctor, or whatever, said something about your amygdala needs more. It was something like, do you remember that part? It's like needs more. Um, it doesn't what what like thrills you. It takes a lot more to to get to that thrill, like level, for the than for the rest of us. So like, for the rest of us, like normal humans, you know, just the smallest amount of of uh, influence, uh, yeah, would, yeah, would 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 kick up, kick off our amygdala. For you, it takes a lot more. And so for him, free soloing is like where he feel, finally feels alive. <laughs> like, it, you know, it takes that Which much. That would say a lot about thrill, thrill seekers in general yeah. and their ability to do those types of things because they, you know, they need that high, the highest of highs yeah, to get to where they need to, you know, feel, like feel something maybe. Right. Interesting. And and it's, it's worth saying, and I think he even says it right after that line in the, in the documentary, but it's worth saying that he... He's the first one to admit that it's maybe because of all the climbing that he does, he's done in a lifetime. Like, you know, he's, I think he said he'd been climbing for like 20 years or something like that. Like, like, or no, maybe that was Tommy, but, um, what, like he's been climbing for a very a long, long more time, than, more than a decade. And, and almost like, it's almost like, a I don't mean to care, compare it. Climbing is a, a very healthy thing to do. Very, very healthy. Like he's healthier than I am. But it, I, if I could compare it to like drug use for a second, like it is almost like, well, I can try meth, but then that only once that starts to not have an effect, then I have to go heroin. Like I, have, like I have to do something harder and harder, harder, right. harder to get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like that's kind of what he was talking about too. It's good um, that he's living clean, though. If that's the case, you know what I'm saying. If he's yeah. not turning to drugs and instead he's yeah. turning to endorphins. And one thing he's always been very public about is like. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs. Like I, I stay away from all that. He's super healthy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's essentially, he's a vegan. He says he, he eats, hasn't eaten meat. He eats he stopped, eggs. Yeah. yeah but he stopped not, eating meat. Yeah, yeah. Other than eggs, he's basically vegan. And, um, yeah, but lives very he healthy. He does not use so. utensils. Uh, and, and he did use a spoon <laughs> at one point eating cereal or something, whatever he was eating. I didn't even think about that. But he eats out of that spatula. Like it's so funny that he seemed to just eat off the spatula or just eat out of the bowl because he's like, he's just him. So he's That's like, true. 
I used to do that when I was saying why dirty another you know yeah. why dirty another uh, utensil well especially when you have limited access to water and stuff like that it's funny yeah he, he said that the worst part of living in a van was not having access to a regular shower so he could literally say he lives in a van <laughs> down by the river and they did not take this yeah exactly they they did not say this in the documentary but I've, I saw this on his Wikipedia page but um, he, he says uh the the craziest adjustment to owning his own home because they actually show him like purchasing a home during the documentary is um that he has to get up to go to the bathroom instead of just grabbing his quote pee bottle <laughs> which is again this guy's a different cat yeah there's this isn't an rv so there's no restroom in there in the van so like you either just go outside of the vehicle which you might not be able to do if there's yeah, it's public, public people around yeah um or you run down to wherever the closest restroom could, which could be a, quite a walk um or you just grab the pee bottle <laughs> so <laughs> don't drink out of that thing um so <laughs> people um Anyway, I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. What, what are some of the things that um, that really like surprised I, you, or like like really like affected you? And, and I'm being serious when I say this, so understand. How much, how much of this lifestyle did you, did you know about? Like, I I, oh, I, I mean, I, I figured I I figured I, I kind of got it. I kind of I've seen documentaries about BMX riders and documentaries about okay uh, guys that ski and guys that do like you know all the outdoor things. I love the outdoors and I love mountains. Like I, I don't, I don't, I you probably know that about me, but like, yeah, I love the mountains. I don't want to climb. Right. <laughs> I have no desire to do that. Now a hike is one thing to go on a hike, but to climb a rock face, even with, I don't know, a jetpack that I knew was a hundred percent safe. I probably wouldn't do that because like the thought of crashing to the ground is a scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, I, I think I knew about um, the rock climbing aspect of it just from how remember when rock walls really you started to see rock oh, yeah. walls on things and and it was a, a, a thing. Um, That's what got him hooked. Like the Alex yeah, started on, yeah, like and him and his and dad. Stuff. His dad took him and that yep. sort of thing. Uh, and his dad passed away when he was like nineteen. Nineteen. Like that. Yeah. Um, so I knew about that aspect of it. The I, I don't. I, I guess in my mind, like I. I guess I didn't really think to think that anyone would be willing to climb up a rock face like that without anything on. I mean, he if he'll climb up that, he could literally climb up anything, Phil. Oh, yeah. Like, he could literally, like, if, if you're climbing up that, I got to think, and now maybe a building, now, now that would be, you want, he wants to raise some funds. He could really raise funds by climbing up, I don't know, the Empire State Building. Eiffel Tower, I think, would be a iconic no. climb. Think about that. The, the, the problem is, is getting governments to sign Allow off. Allow you to do it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you literally could just fall off that building and die. That would be fun to watch, though. <laughs> but I'll say this: with that guy, he would practice up it the first time. Yeah. And it would be so much parody how those buildings are made. I bet he would just like scale it fast, like the next time up. Well, it's interesting. Interesting, you talk about scaling fast. He um, not only climbed this thing at all free solo i mean just free solo in this el capitan is insane it's a 3200 foot climb yeah it's unbelievable <laughs> it's like two-thirds of a, it's mi- a better a part mile. of a mountain it's the better part of a, uh, <laughs> a better part of a mile yeah yeah exactly it's a better part of a mile i mean people skydive from three thousand feet oh and like, that was the other thing amanda and i watched this and i said to her gosh why didn't he at least wear a parachute yeah like literally because there's yeah. a point where you're falling and if you are falling and i could fall and maybe i get my foot out or maybe i just fall and I hit that rope. If nothing else, it, maybe it catches on something. Yeah. Not only that, maybe it just opens up and I float to the ground safely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you wear a parachute? I, I think, technically speaking, I th- I think that would be an, like like a safety aid. No. That that's what that the the only again the difference only difference between a free climb and a free solo climb is you don't have any safety aids, no ropes of any kinds. Which a parachute would be a safety aid. That's like something that's going to catch you. And they, they talk about that because like that was my biggest question going into this movie and even like about halfway through the movie I still hadn't felt felt like anyone had really answered the question for me, but the the question that everyone has when they go see this movie is why why would you do this and it's I think it's about two thirds of the movie I finally got a little bit of an answer and it, for him I, I I truly believe I mean based I'm assuming some things just from you know watching the movie and not actually discussing this with him but I truly believe for him it is. Um, about being the first to do it, 
Like I think he, I think he wanted to be that acclaim. Sure. Uh, and for him, it is. He makes a statement. I think. Let me see if I can find it because I think I wrote it down. But he makes a statement where he basically says, "There's my my handheld that my handholds feel different. My footholds feel different. That move feels different when I know that." if I miss this, if I make a mistake, I'm dead. Like it's, it feels, isn't it? It's, it's for him is the, the experience of it is you talk about, talk to surfers, yeah. BMX riders. They, it's all about the experience, the adrenaline sh- shot that you right. get. Right. And he says the experience is different without a rope. It just is. Yeah. And I you, believe that. And you and I are just like, okay, we can't, we can't fully comprehend what that means, I, but for him, it makes perfect sense. I, and I'm going to say this and this sounds stupid and I'm not trying to say it sounds stupid, but if I drive in a car with a roof on it, it's one thing. If you're driving a, a convertible, oh, there's yeah. a reason someone that's a, buys a convertible. That's a great example. And so, like, I'm, granted, it's not the same. I'm just saying. But you're still but in, like I'm saying. There's there's a different. It's a different feeling. It's based on that. That's why people ride motorcycles. Yeah. Because it's not inside of a car. Uh, like it's a totally. And in, know, and in both cases, you're you're still going 60 miles an hour down the same highway. So what's sure. what, what what's really the big difference? It's like well, no, the experience is way yes. different. Winds whipping through your hair, yeah. Yeah. So I think I mean I think that's the answer to why. Um, I mean both of those reasons. Yeah. I honestly, it might be more about the experience than even being the first to do it. Because sure. like when, whenever they kept here's here's one of the most fascinating things I think from the, the movie. This will be a little bit of a tra- tra- transition out, but um, s- similar to what we were just talking about, the camera crew. The addition of a ca- having a camera crew on site changes the experience. It does, and there's no way around it. It it is a necessary evil to 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 commit this thing to film is that you have people watching you while you're doing it. And Alex talked about that. He he said there was one guy. They, there were three three different perspectives that they had from different guys. There was Tommy, and he says I've climbed El Capitan forty times. I would never do it without a rope. Never. Like, I'm, I love climbing, but I would never do it without a rope. Then there was a second guy that was like, I would do it, but I would never have a camera crew, ever. I would only do it by myself. And then there's Alex who says, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to let them, let them actually film me. And the, the third perspective is interesting because the camera crew themselves, and Jimmy Chin, the, the, direct, the director of the film, actually says this on camera at one point. He says, I'm afraid that our mere presence is going to kill him. Sure. And it's because of that added. There, there's no, there's no avoiding the fact that that's going to change the experience for Alex. And they actually said at one, at one point in the film, I think it was from Jimmy himself, said that my biggest fear is that because he knows the cameras are on him, he's going to try a move that's riskier than he would normally do otherwise. And that move could literally kill him. And it, and what would have happened had had the cameras not been rolling? Had a, had a a guy you know, not been repelled down the rock with a camera in your face, would he maybe not have tried that move? He says, I, and he, like, think about the, the weight of being the director and having that on your conscience of like, for the rest of your life, you're now second guessing, did I kill this man? Yeah. And did I film like I'm there and I, I, I know what you're talking about because we were, Amanda and I were talking about this too, about the guilt. He like one of the cameramen can't even look at the thing. Like he's like, yep. He can't look at it happen. He's like, there's parts of it. He's like, I can't even watch. Yeah, this. he and he even looks at his friends. He's like, I can't believe you guys are watching this. <laughs> it's crazy. Think about that. Yeah, it's nuts. But it's, okay, so you're a coach. Um, yeah, you coach high school football and baseball and baseball. Um, and about a, a bunch of other sports. But go ahead. Uh, players play differently when there's a crowd. Yes, I would. In my head, I would love to play in front of nobody. It'd be fun. I would. I would. Mm. I would get as much out of it. Now, uh, football is fun in front of people because the reaction is loud. There's normally more people there than at a basketball game or something like that, um, and definitely a lot more than at a baseball game for for what we do. Um, but I just love sport. I love yeah getting a team ready to play to go do something. Uh, I don't like kids' responses in front of a crowd because that you're right, they're distracted. Right. It's one less distraction. Right, now I right. can control the thing, uh, but it's the purpose of some sports. Are the purpose, part of the purpose of sports is to perform in front of people. So yeah, right. And I think ultimately- and I like to perform, and you know that about me. Like I just do. Like it's fun for me. Yeah. To do something stupid, like you know, I met I write dumb songs and this and that, or we make a podcast or whatever you do <laughs> and you just because it's fun like you know what i'm saying it's fun to perform it's fun to do stuff but and like what's that it? would be this is different like <laughs> yeah. to me this is like evil knievel had a crowd yeah. for things 
because Evil Knievel is jumping over Snake River Canyon to raise money, to make money, because that was his thing, but he also, just to be like, watch this crazy thing, yeah, and then he crashes. That's what's so bizarre to me about this, is because Alex doesn't strike me as the kind of personality that craves attention. Like he, He's not doing this for like... I mean, I'm sure it's he's it's nice to be known for something, but I don't think that he's like a showman. Yeah, and and he actually there's a point in the movie where he's actually talking to a high school classroom. Uh, it's the same Miraloma High School, whatever yeah. that he went to in Sacramento growing up. He goes back to it and talks to you know the next generation of students, and he's just like, look, when I was in high school, I would have never stood up in front of a crowd like I am yeah. right now. <laughs> and so it's for him. I don't think it's about putting on a show but i think for him it is documenting it like actually like making sure that there's a camera crew videoing it and stuff like that and i mean you know spoiler alert for the end of the movie they end up deciding to almost do a hybrid because he has a like a heart-to-heart conversation with the camera crew and he's like i don't want to i don't want to bail on you guys because i promised you you guys could do this documentary so i don't want to like tell you I, i can't have you watching me but i'm really kind of like thinking I can't have you watching me. And so can we do this thing where like, I just, I don't, I know you're there in the back of my brain, but I don't see you. And they're like, yeah, we can pull that off. So they bought all these like, like remote cameras where they can control them from the ground or from like, you know, around the side of the rock face so that he's being filmed, but there's not a human being right next to him. You yeah. can't see another human. He's like, I think that's literally the only way I'm going to be able to pull this off is if I think I'm alone. So think about that. I mean, yeah. well, and, and just if folks, you got to watch this thing because like, the amount of tension that there's a one of the moves the move i remember the most he is about halfway up and he has to climb up and then he actually has to go over and down yep and then continue over and it's the over part because he's trying to get to because on his trial run he gets to he he maps it out how he has to go mm-hmm. and he figures out well the only way for me to really get up the spot at all is to go up down over like up over down over a little bit more and then and then i'll be able to go up well his over the second to the last over he literally has to make a 90 degree kick out with his leg you remember this they call it the karate kick unbelievable yeah folks if he loses his footing when he sticks his foot out he dies and there is no and there's no ifs or buts about it he could maybe yeah you oh he'll grab a rock no, this thing, you're not grabbing onto this thing. No. You're going to be plunging at such a high speed. You're, I'm going to break your hand and you'll keep going. They, Unbelievable. Uh, they, they actually show a clip about halfway through the film where he's roped. Like he's obviously, pra- he practices this thing so many times. You have to. Yeah, you have to. But he's he's roped. He's He's got, got a safety harness on and he does a karate kick maneuver and misses it yeah. and actually falls. Yeah. And just, and just like, well, hope hopefully you don't do that again. Right. And, it, and it's like the, the seriousness of crashing and burning like that i can't even imagine i, I, oh, I yeah. mean wh- why would you do i just don't know why you do it to yourself but whatever i i don't want to be gross but i like i can't imagine what would happen to his body on impact like you know yeah that's all i'm going to say about that but like you can just imagine unrecognizable is maybe a word that people would use but, sure um anyway uh i gotta find this quote because um it's it's a great great thing yeah this is from Th- tommy caldwell so that Tommy is a very interesting character in this mm-hmm. in this documentary. He's the guy that had climbed El Capitan forty times. He actually kind of pioneered Freerider, which is the route that you're talking about. Like he's the one that kind of came up with like this is the route you should take. And so he obviously there's no one better than Tommy to kind of Sherpa him uh, for lack of a better word mm-hmm. uh, up the mountain and, and kind of show him how to do this. And so um, he says. I spent 20 years of my life climbing El Cap, but I would never do it without a rope. There is no margin for error. <laughs> and it, and it, and I didn't write the next line down, but he basically says, you have to be perfect. You can't make a single mistake. And so if, you know, he's, he's done this 40 times over 20 years, he's probably made a mistake on all 40 of those runs. And it, here's the thing, the, the mistake is probably in a different spot every time. So if you make a mistake every single time, that just tells you you don't need to free solo this, because <laughs> the forty one, forty first mistake that you make is going to be without a rope, and you're and that's it. Yeah, your life's over. So unbelievable. Yeah. So um, really interesting. Let's talk about Sonny a little bit. So she's a big part of the movie. She's the girlfriend. Uh-huh. She is. She could. I mean, when you first see her, you're like, this maybe Yoko. 
Yeah. She may she may end up being his Yoko Ono that ends up <laughs> disbanding the band. And I'm just joking yeah. when I say that. But like like you're like, oh man, like You thought maybe he would he would uh, just call it off. Well, or he you add feelings to it. Now you've got something to live for. Yep. Which I'm not saying he was, you know, out there running suicide missions, but like he's he's doing it for the thrill, he's doing it for whatever. But you see how steely he is with her. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, he's he's a little more affectionate. Like you see him hug a few times. At one point he talks about how he had, had to learn to hug when he was 23 years old because he had never been hugged. Like his parents never hugged him. They never said, I love you. It was just one of those households. And so, yeah, he's, he is very steely towards her, but a lot of that's because that's how he was brought up. But yeah, um, anyway. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing too. Um, when I first saw her come on the screen, I was like, why are they bringing her into this? Like, isn't this documentary all about him and his, his aspiration to do this? But then I, like, I caught him pretty quick. I'm like, no, they're, they're bringing her into the documentary because they want us to know that there's an inner conflict in his brain. Yeah. And it rounds him out. Like it helps round him out. Like having her there helps round him out. And she's real sweet, real nice. Yeah. She's real sweet. Um, They met at a book signing. Yeah. Like at his his book signing. Yeah. He was doing a talk. How rock star. I mean, this is very rock star. <laughs> that was one thing that surprised me. I, I mean, there were a lot of, th- I didn't have any expectations. I didn't, never even seen a trailer, so I, I didn't know what to expect. But that was one thing that I didn't know going into this movie, that he was a known quantity. Like, I think as early as like 2009, eight years before he did this, he was on the cover of National Dream. I'm like, he was he was a big time climber. He's the guy, yeah. Um, and I think it's all because he had done a free solo before. This wasn't his first free solo. He He'd done a free solo of something that was like, 1200 feet or 2000 feet or something like that and had instantly made himself a name like every climber knew this guy's name well yeah so so when the when the camera crew is like hey we want to follow you this isn't some nobody like he's been around the climbing scene for a long time yeah internationally known i like the uh, you to segue before we get to sonny um to segue back uh to the school when he's talking to that school some guy some kid asked him which is a very kid thing to ask (laughs) how much money you got and he just He's like, I am fairly successful in what I do. He's like, I am like a fairly successful dentist. Yeah. Which is really a funny <laughs> response. Like, which then you're like, he has to have sponsorships. Yeah. How, I don't know how he would make money. I was going to ask you about that because I, I don't know how he made money either. But he, I mean, he obviously has enough because just asked me the same books, thing. Books, probably. Yeah, book does sales. He have a, does he, I know he was at a book signing, but was he signing a book? He was signing a book called Alone on the Wall, and I think that that book was not written by him, but it's featuring him. Like he he's interviewed a lot in the book or something like that. I don't remember. Maybe he wrote part of it. Um, but yeah, he I think he had gotten some accolades from that, and then obviously some money from that. But I think it it's got to be sponsorships because he said he was getting paid on the regular. I was thinking like some kind of salary or something. I know I did read online that some of those guys actually do have sponsorships. They get money from Nike or, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know if he was one of those, but that's what I'm assuming. Cause he's, he's not, he's living, he's, he said he gets like, he, he's like 83 cent dinners every night or something like that. So mm-hmm. he's, and he's doesn't have a, have a home. He buys a home in the middle of the I movie. I knew what he was eating too. Like it's like cup of noodles or yeah. like, <laughs> it was like chili, something. Yeah. Some random thing. He poured like chili on top of spinach and stuff but like that. But what was the little cylinder things? I thought I don't know are they sweet, sweet potatoes are they cut sweet potatoes I mean, what am I looking at like I yeah. was trying to figure out what I was looking at anyway he eats, he eats on the cheap he obviously lives in a van so that's not a lot of expenditure there um, so he doesn't need a lot of money but in that same interview or class presentation at the high school he talks about how he gives a third of his income away to this foundation the Honnold Foundation that he founded which basically gives brings electricity to the 1 billion people on the planet that, are, that live without electricity, even in 2020, it's still yeah. that way. And so like he, as much money or as little money, depending on your perspective that he gets, he's giving a third of that away. So yeah, yeah he's, he's a different cat. He is a different cat. Uh, back to Sonny though. I, I, I segue this. He, uh, he has a hard time dealing with, I think having a girlfriend, having a significant other. Yes. She gets him. And it's not, and when I say this, I'm not trying to sound like you need to be needy or the expectation is that, but she's not needy. You can tell that she is 
Yeah. She's pretty okay with what's, at least on the camera she is. She almost but, seems independent in some ways. But, yeah. At yeah. one point she drives away because he basically was like, you basically have to go away yeah. because I can't do this with people around. Yeah. And so she drives away. She's crying beside the road, like that sort of thing. Really the only emotions you see that are kind of like typical that might happen in a situation, she is much more affectionate than he is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's like uh, he has to learn a lot from her. So it's in- interesting. Um, so like on just on the subject of relationships, uh, he did not tell his mother before he did the free solo climb. And he, he talks about uh, in in this and then other media that I've, I've found too, but how he cannot, he just doesn't do that. Like every time he free solos, he tells almost nobody. And there, the crazy thing is there are, there are other free solo climbers in the documentary. They say, oh yeah, totally. I, I did the exact same thing. I don't tell anybody. And I guess they do that because he, uh, Alex makes a comment of like, I don't need that extra pressure. I don't need that extra influence in my head. Like I need my headspace to be clear yeah. as clear as possible. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm that, I'm just amazed that he had a girlfriend at all. Yeah. Um. I mean, why would you even want to bring that into your life of like feeling like, oh, I shouldn't do that move. I shouldn't make that jump or that karate kick, or whatever, because I've got a girlfriend that's hoping I survive this and w- waiting for me at the bottom, you know? Yeah. Um, so I told Jessica, I was just, I was watching it with my wife and I said, would you ever be able to be married to somebody to do this? Do you think that, that like if I, if you did, if we didn't know each other and we were just friends, would you advise that I get married and have this kind of lifestyle? She said, absolutely. No not. way. There's no way. No way. Like if he's going to continue doing this for the rest of his life, he shouldn't get married. Um, so, but, um, I did read that they, uh, he and Sonia are now engaged. They got engaged in December of last year. So she climbs a little bit too, which is yep. really funny. He's like, she, okay. She kind of, sure. She kind of climbs, I guess, which they showed her climbing a little bit. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Cause they're like, I told Amanda, like, if I did that, right. What she's doing, <laughs> yeah. I would totally be like, yeah, I'm a climber. <laughs> but like, he is like, Psh. yeah, he's like, you know she, what I'm saying? she's a little bit of a climber. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> She's pretty good, actually. Um, on the subject of Sonny, I think it's impossible to talk about her not at least mention the scene where she lets him fall. And there, there's a there's a, a critical injury um, that takes place in the, in the middle, uh, first third of the movie or whatever, where she is, uh, I learned a lot of lingo <laughs> watching yeah. this movie. The Grigri is basically like the person that's on the ground that is feeding rope through this like double pulley kind of s- system. Right. That's actually how Kramer and George almost killed the guy. Grigri. Yes, go ahead. They let the rope fly out. Yeah, they didn't tie it, tie the knot. Oh, that's right. Because George is trying to reach into his bag and get tuna salad or ham salad or chicken <laughs> salad, right. I mean, whatever it is. That's right. So she does exactly what, yeah. <laughs> what happened in Seinfeld. Ah, <laughs> ah, they just yell at each other. Yeah. So um, she's watching him. She's got her eyes on him. You're never supposed to do that. It's always eyes on the rope, right? And so she is looking at him, not noticing the rope. The rope literally runs out of rope and just, and I mean, imagine the, the, the heart stop of, of that, of like feeling there's no more rope in your hand. And he just goes plummeting down. I, I forget how many feet he fell, but he lands, I think on his back. It's definitely his back that gets, gets damaged. And they said that he had uh, two, two compression fractures, I think is what they called it, in his back. Yeah. And so like they did this CAT scan and everything he said, like that. He said, I was going to break up with her immediately. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I caught, I caught that too. What? Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought about breaking up with her after that. So, but I guess he, but then she said something like, but, oh no, he said, uh, but then she told me that, would that make you happier? Like if I was gone or whatever, he's like, no, I guess not. So they stayed together. But yeah, she, didn't I mean I don't think she almost killed him but she definitely injured him to the point where he had to have some serious talks with the doctor of like is this over for me like can I can I continue my career of climbing or not Yoko yeah <laughs> she's Yoko no and so yeah and then that and in, in impacts the rest of the movie because they were saying like yes you can still climb no you shouldn't for a while you should take some time off yes you're probably gonna continue to have pain he had he at one point like hurts his foot and they show his foot in a, in a, like a boot and they, you know, he can't use his feet for a while. And I was like, is, is he going to be able to pull this off just from the level of pain and from a level of, he says, if I fall even like, 
he said 50 meters. I feel like that's really far. That's like 150 feet. But yeah, he, he said, he said basically once I on impact, my body would just ex- explode. Like my, I've damaged my spine enough. Yeah, but everybody would have that high. Yeah. I what would, is it? 80 feet? Yeah. 80 feet you die. Allegedly. I feel like my body would explode from 10 meters. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, anyway, uh, how like the risk was much higher for him just because of the injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Uh, they showed early in the movie, they showed some older uh, some older footage, uh, pictures, still footage, still pictures of uh, people that had climbed free free solo people that had fallen and died. Yeah, remember this? I mean, I oh, remember yeah. thinking it's like, you know, it's 1980 or whatever, and someone's free solo on some, you know, rock and they're plummeting to the earth. And yeah, they they showed a video of. Dean Potter, who's like this other big, like at the time, I think, and maybe still now, Alex and Dean were kind of like two of the biggest climbers. Yeah. Dean actually died in 2015 um, from doing a stupid like wingsuit. He was like, a, he was a kind of a thrill seeker just in general. And he would like base jump and wingsuit and stuff like that. And yeah. he ended up crashing and killing himself. But he said, uh, there, there, no, there's a video where you literally see him He's free soloing, but he has, he does have a shoot on. He has a parachute on, and you see him go for a grab. He misses it, and he just careens backwards, and he's plummeting to earth. And I was just like, man, I hope I don't, we don't have to watch. Because um, I didn't even know if he actually pulled it off going into this movie. I didn't know if Alex survived or not. So, gotcha. But um, anyway, uh, to speak to that, I wrote down this quote from Tommy. He says, quote, I think everybody who has made free soloing a big part of their life is dead now. And he, he talks later about how 40 of his friends had died over the years. So I guess if you're into this kind of lifestyle, you just don't get close to anybody. Why would you? Like, I mean, imagine, you know, if you're a, if you're into golf or surfing even, sure. whatever, yeah, you know, become best buds with the people around you. Absolutely. If you're into free solo climbing, you don't get, to clo- <laughs> you don't get close to anyone because no. like, you don't know if they're going to be around in another year. <laughs> Different world, man. It's definitely a different world. It's a, it's, it's not this. This movie's not as salacious as Tiger King, and I love Tiger King. It's probably the best documentary I've ever seen. It's so weird. It's so I love. I we do a whole episode about Tiger King if it was on Disney Plus. That that movie that movie's never coming to Disney Plus, by the way. No, I guess if we do an offshoot, <laughs> an offshoot, uh, uh, podcast about uh, or, uh, Netflix podcast, maybe it'll be on there. Yeah. So, um, it's not as salacious as as Tiger King, but I think the same vibe the one vibe that I got from this movie from free solo that I also got in Tiger King, which was, I feel like I'm getting a window into this world, a culture. Yeah. Like this, yeah. these people live a life that's alien to sure. me. Like I, I just don't understand it. Um, um, we, you and I are wrestling fans. Yeah. Uh, and which if you want to listen to a wrestling podcast, <laughs> friends, world wrestling super show with my son Miller and Phil and I, it's pretty good. Uh, check it out. World wrestling super show. Anyway, it's not really why I was talking, but <laughs> The wrestling culture is that way too, where it's this weird yeah. thing. Everyone eventually dies. They either uh, have gotten addicted to painkillers or they've gotten this or that. Uh, and so uh, it's interesting uh, comparison between this world where they apparently die. <laughs> if you're doing this, which again, yeah. if you're climbing and you're climbing free solo up things, you fall and there's no net, you're in trouble. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to misquote this, but um, I'll paraphrase. At one point, one of the guys says it's like, um, it's, it's, he says, it's kind of like, you know, you're going, you're going to work one day or whatever. And if you, you know, if you do a bad job, oh, well, you know, you had a bad day and you come back to on this job, like if you go to work on the, on doing this kind of work sure. and you have a bad day, it, you're dead. Like this, it's just over. And so, yeah, it's, it's that high risk, but also high reward. Like right. if you can pull it off. So, um, yeah. Um, Let's talk a, a little bit about some of the techniques. I think I think you know we'll maybe go another ten minutes or so on, on this movie. But um, he talks about crack climbing, and and again, I, a lot of this stuff was foreign to me. I, you know, I wrote down some of the the lingo is like left foot out to a ledge around the corner, push away in the corner, grab this down, pulling right hand flat like a small crimp, left hand to the undercling, switch your feet on the rail, and then reach around through the jugs. I don't know what any of that means. But one thing that I did catch on to was he's talking about crack climbing. And one thing about, I've been to Yosemite many times, but I, uh, I never like analyzed any, any rocks. Like these guys analyze rocks, but they apparently like 2000 feet of this 3,200 feet, uh, 200 foot ascent is literally a crack. There's just a crack that goes right vertical, right up the, the middle of the rock. And that's the only way up is to, cause there are no, 
like footholds or anything anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too, like the roundness of that thing. When they first showed it on there, you're like, well, how would you it's even... Pure, it's pure granite. How like would it, you palm that to get it up there yep. or get your fingertips onto anything or your feet? You're just going to slide down it or just fall off of it. Yeah. And that makes more sense to climb up a... Because you're literally like just... It's the only consistent way to get up. Like, yeah, but, but even then, the thought of your grip strength and lodging yourself in this crack, because yeah. you see that a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miller, Miller was watching it with us, and he was basically like, is he going to get stuck? Because there's one point where he's like sure. half his body's in that crack. And then, like, there's a couple of birds that fly out and around. And uh-huh. I thought, you think the birds are really going to be like attack his head? <laughs> That's going to be how he falls. Yeah. As they peck, peck, peck on his hand. And he's like, oh, oh no, like a cartoon. <laughs> but he, he talks about the technique of it's not the whole way up, but a lot of the way up. The cra- this cla- uh, crack climbing, there's like you said, it's f- it's flat granite. Like there's nothing for your your foot to actually grip onto. Sure. And so he says, it's all arm strength. You're literally, your foot is only glued, attached to the rock because you're pulling your body into the rock. So imagine, and you're doing that for two thousand feet. So imagine like using having the upper body arm strength to literally. Spider-Man like like pull yourself into the rock and then y- your foot is is just on flat surface so the only reason that's keeping it from falling is because of the force of your body <sighs> it makes my hands I'm telling you pulled against the yeah, rock it makes my hands sweat right now that you think about like yeah that that idea of like and if and if you're and he talks about like if your hands slip it's your it's over like you, had, there's uh, no there's your foot isn't going to save you have you ever had the dream of climbing and falling oh yeah well, isn't that weird? Like you think about that and like this is like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Like that idea of like I've got to climb up something that's impossible or like a and you can't you guys can't see my my hand but you can't have what shape I'm making with my hand but <laughs> an angle like an inverted angle where you have to climb up but at a back angle. Yeah. Like that would be, like that's what this is like. Like this weird like impossible like Yeah. How do I even get to the top of it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing that it's climbable at all. I think Tommy actually has the quote um, earlier in the movie where he's like he's like you see this 3200 3, foot solid piece of granite and you're and you're thinking that's impossible. Like no one could ever climb that, but it, it is possible. It's just like it's for this like one percent of one percent of climbers that can even try to attempt it. Yeah, and none of them are going to do it without a rope. Like they're they're all going to have some it's kind nuts. of safety safety net. But. Um, I also wanted to talk about, we talked about it briefly, like the time of day, time of year type of thing. At one point, and this shocked me, I, I would never th- thought this would even be a part of the picture, but did you see like the headlamp? He's wearing a headlamp at some points because the first, and it's worth mentioning, he makes two goes at it, at the free solo. And he, and he free, and then frees up, but he just like says, I can't do this. Yeah, he bails on the first one. Yeah. Um, I think he was maybe a third, maybe less than a third, maybe like a fourth yeah. of the way up, and he just looks like, this, is, this doesn't feel right, I'm bailing, I'm out. And he basically wigs out. And then and that was in the fall of 2016, or 2016. Yes. And then he didn't actually perform it again until spring. Like it took six months for him yeah. to get back on that horse. Yeah, which by the way, at time of recording, uh, three days ago, time of recording was the three-year right. anniversary of it. Yeah, I, I didn't even plan that. Like, I didn't Look at even us. Know. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, it was in June. Planning things. Yeah, June of uh, 2017. So, yeah, but um, and I found his Facebook profile, yeah. Alex's, and he was talking about, hey, I can't believe it's been three years yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, uh, so the timing of it is pretty cool. But he uh, would start at four in the morning, or oh. at least he did that that first time. The alarm went off at like three fifteen or something like that, and threw on his clothes and basically started climbing. Started the ascent at four. He, you think he just peed his pants if he had to pee climbing? Yeah, well, yeah, because he's. On, he, they said that he finished in just shy of four hours. He was on the rock for like three fifty six or something like that. Oh, That's shit. a long time without urinating, unless you. Well, just, or just just the, all the things. I mean, he didn't have water with him either. I guess not. The only thing he has on is this little pouch in the back chalk. that has chalk in it. Yeah. And not very much chalk, just enough to get his hand um, chalked up. By the way, do you, do you remember, or did, did you know, they, I don't think they mentioned this on the documentary, but um, did you do you know what else was in that bag besides the chalk? No. Microphone. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's how okay. that that would they didn't want to like have anything on his shirts, like anything that would hinder him. Like you think, oh, a little baby microphone's like no, it, like nothing on his shirt. Like he would not allow anything on his body at all. But they're like, okay, we're not close enough to you. The, the the cameras, the remote cameras will maybe pick up a little audio, but there's no humans repelled next to you like they were doing during all the trial runs. They're like, we need audio from you just in case you know we want to. 
capture some of that for the documentary. He's like, you can put it in my chalk bag. <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to put a microphone anywhere on my, on my body. So, um, anyway, uh, so they, so he starts at four in the morning. It's pitch, pitch dark outside. Like, I don't think the sun comes up in, in the spring until, 7 30 or 8 and so the literally the first couple hours of his climb is in the dark so he's he's got a he's got a headlamp on his head so that he can see enough of the rock that's in front of him you know it's dark enough where you can't see the huh. his hand in front of his face so he's climbing this in the dark with no rope i i was just i was like what is this guy doing but um but he he did that for a specific reason and that's because of the sun beat down part so it like changes it, yeah. i think it's the crack part whatever where he's like you do not want the sun beating down down on you when you're doing that because imagine like you're you got chalk but your hands are starting to sweat, sweat. oh like, God, again yeah he's like you don't to think about you don't want to you want to do this before it gets hot yeah like before the sun actually comes out so yeah oh my gosh so yeah i was this is a a watch if you if you've listened to all this podcast and haven't seen the movie um, you know, this is one of those that you can't you really need to spoil go watch it. it. Or you need to just fire up the old uh, Disney Plus and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's if you have cray cray. Disney Plus, you already own a copy of this movie. It's from like the beginning to the start of the credits. It's like an hour and thirty five. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge long watch, and it is. It is uh, no pun intended. Gripping from beginning to end. Like, um, it, it's really a, a very unique look at a very unique man. Sure, and. I, I think I agree with one of the movie reviews that I saw like a, a brief like one-liner statement of they were saying you know you have to watch this film because there might not ever be someone like Alex they, no one's he did this three years ago no one's ever done it since then so like this may he may literally be the only person you know not maybe not forever but in the next decade or whatever the only person to actually attempt this and do it like he he is such a unique guy i'm so glad we got this on film because when is this ever going to happen again right so it's crazy it's lightning in a bottle this movie and it's worth watching just because of that it's insane um any other comments on the no, I, I uh, again, this is one of those things that you're never, if you're not into it, you're not going to do it. Um, the the level of thrill that this must get you is, I don't know what to compare it to. Like, I, it's it's one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of other things that are more dangerous that people do, on, people do that's, that's uh, at all like... Uh, Believable. I mean, there are other things people do that are stupid that are, yeah. but this is just like him out climbing. Well, and especially a career, like this is his salary job is to climb, climb things basically. Right. And, um, the closest thing I could think of it w- would be like people that work on cell phone towers. They have to climb these monstrosity towers sure. that are like, you know, 30 stories in the air or whatever. But of course that's nothing. I mean, this is a 3,200 foot. If you, let's say, let's just assume that 10 feet equals a story, like a, a story of a building. So th- a 320 story building yeah like it's it's mind-boggling how at the end of the film when he gets all the way to the top or even almost to the top and they do those downward shots where you can see the trees down below i can't even make out trees like i just see like just a sea of green well down just there. He's the so way far it looks the distance the distance he's up there is unbelievable yeah it's crazy yeah so like people talk about like a uh, mile high city, like if you go to Denver yeah. and it, like it's, if you're not used to that, if you're like at a sea level kind of, you li- live on the beach or whatever, yeah. and you fly to Denver, sure. you get off the plane and it's, it's a little hard to breathe for like a few hours because your body is adjusting to being 5,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. He was three, th- 3,200 feet above, God. I mean, not above sea level, whatever from the base, from the ground. Like he ascended that much altitude in four hours. So and he did it very fast, by the way. And he talks about in uh, various articles and interviews that he's done about how he's like, I have to do it fast. Like, I, I can't, I'm so worried about fatigue setting in and then me, my, me missing a grip that I would never have missed in a million years. But because I, my arm was starting to give out on me, I missed it. And, I, and then that was it. I, right. I died. So he's, he said, I, I have to do it fast. And you think about like, dude, you can't, don't do it fast. Take your time. Like you don't have a rope, you know, but he's like, no, nope, I got to do it fast. Cause that's the only way I'm going to get it done. So crazy. He is, uh, uh, J- Jimmy Chin, the director called it. I'm going to paraphrase. He, he called it the, the most, impressive feat of athleticism in any form ever yeah like, I, that's why i'm struggling to come up with 
what you would even compare it to. Like, I don't even know what you would... Like, these people, we idolize, like, quarterbacks for, like, NFL teams and stuff like that. They're doing impressive stuff. Yeah, and, and they're, but it's their natural ability that's been practiced up yeah. to become that. Yeah. This is just, like, a freakish, like... No one can do this. It looks. It looks. Not, in, a, not everybody can do this, and it's yeah. a small amount of people that could even it looks, would, would want to do this. It looks non-human. Yeah. Like it, it looks like a human shouldn't be able to do what he's doing. Right. He's like a mountain goat. Yeah. <laughs> or Spider Man. Or Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Even Spider Man, I think we get pretty tired. <laughs> and also, Spider Man's not real, and uh, all those movies are CGI'd, and this is real life. Yeah. Oh, I remember the quote now. This is what Tommy said. He, he said, um, free solo climbing is like performing in an Olympic event where if you don't get the, the gold medal, you, you die. die. <laughs> That's so perfect. It's weird. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not logical at all. Yeah, it's like, who would, who would, would you go to the Olympics if you knew that they shoot you if you don't get the gold medal? <laughs> they just literally shoot you I in mean, the head. I almost made a like the. I, maybe it's the wrong time to t- say that, but like, you know, the 1936 Olympics that were hosted in Berlin. Yeah. Not outside the. Adolf <laughs> was there. Maybe then. Yeah, realm of possibility. But I don't know. <laughs> so, well, cool. I am so glad that we did this movie. I honestly, I think it's one of the most interesting things we've done. Um, I love the Star Wars stuff. We're but it shows you the depth of uh, Disney Plus, man. It's oh, like, it's cool. And I honestly, like, I've not been as compelled to watch the Disney documentaries, like One Day at Disney or whatever. It's stuff you've seen in some way or another and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I think, I don't know, if I was really into, like, Disney parks. I grew up going to Disney parks mm-hmm. every year growing up. But uh, I, even though I'm not, <laughs> like, a Disney park freak where I, like, I want to know all the behind-the-scenes stuff. But I don't know. If, if you're listening to this and you've seen some of the Disney documentary stuff and you think, you know, hey, no, seriously, if you're interested in documentaries at all, if you liked Free Solo, you'll love this. Let us know because um, I'm always down to watch something that might be interesting to do. So... Jack, what else have you been watching on uh, Disney Plus? Miller has been uh, Miller. Come here real quick. Miller has been uh, binge watching a certain show. Miller, come over here. Hustle, hustle. Tell folks what show you have been been watch binge watching. Go to this one. Yeah, that mic. That mic's not on. Um, Ducktales, old school. Original Ducktales. Your favorite thing about original Ducktales. OG. Um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie have the cutest voice ever. They are cute. What's they um, do. What what are some of the characters that are on DuckTales that are different in the old DuckTales than, than they are in the new DuckTales? Definitely Huey, Dewey, and Louie because, you know. They're nicer kids. They're a little yeah, they're, snarky. Their personality is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. He's totally Doof, different, he? He's so different. He's he's so nice. Yeah, no. He's like the nicest guy in the whole entire thing. <laughs> and, then what about and, and then now he's like mean. And he knows so much stuff. Gyro, that's the inventor. Dude, Gyro is way politer. Who's the Who's the the unicycle like part robot? Is that Gyro? No. Uh, Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck is Gizmo. Yeah. Is it about the same? Similar. Mm-hmm. Launchpad's pretty similar too, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Except he doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Did you prefer the old show or the new one? Uh, both. You like them the same? But I like that. I like that. Um, I like the old one a bit more, just a bit. People are they're nicer on there. Yeah, and they're it's way better, and it's pretty kid friendly. It's very kid friendly. Miller, here's what I'm sure your dad has already told you this, but what you need to know about the original Ducktales is that even as it was airing, like new episodes, it was like in the middle of airing those original shows. It was a massive success amongst everybody. Like I didn't know anyone who wasn't watching Ducktales. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, it's, it it's, awesome. it's one of the best animated shows of all time. And there's a lot of other shows that are like that. Like a lot of the Marvel stuff is on Disney Plus that are, you know, some of the best shows and of, Dark of all time. Duck. Yeah. Darkwing Duck. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I was going to say? It's, let's get dangerous. That's time. Let's get dangerous. Uh, cool. What have you been watching, Phil? Um, I don't think I watched. No. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I mostly watch Disney Plus with my daughter when she wants to watch something. Sure. So yeah, her her choice this week was Lilo and Stitch yet again. So okay. we watched the, right. the first the movie, right. the first movie. Uh, we also watched uh, 
now I know how you feel about these movies, but she <laughs> she loved it. Um, we in the last two weeks because I didn't we didn't have time to talk about it last on last week's episode. She in the last two weeks has watched both Cars and Cars Two, and Cars is good. Yeah, Cars Three is good. Cars Two is not good. It's kind of a piece of junk, but she. I'm sure she thought for fun. some reason she loved it, and I I did not think she would because it's it's basically a Bond film. It's a James Bond film, and unnecessarily so. <laughs> like like they didn't need to go do that, but like they decided this is the direction we're going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, um, the 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 Bond girl in this movie is obviously a car. Um, her name I think is her name is Treadwell or whatever. Like instead <laughs> of she, like like Shagwell or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I, I do like Michael Caine. He does, a, I think, a pretty good job of, of being that kind of um, super sleuth, MI6 kind of guy. But boy, it is it is kind of the the Mater show, and you either love Mater or he kind of grinds your gears to oh to pun use, intended to, to use a pun. Uh, and boy, he gets super annoying in this movie. I that much Mater is is a little too much. It's the worst Pixar movie, don't you think? It probably Maybe. is. Oh yeah, I think most people would put it in their bottom three for sure. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people put Cars three pretty low too. But um, she liked it, and uh, she's three, yeah. so she's gonna she's gonna like anything. But there were, <laughs> I say that there were definitely moments where she was starting to check out a little bit. <laughs> so, and this is that's a bad sign when you have a three year old that is watching animated. Goodness. And it's normally really into that stuff. Yeah, she loves Pixar, anything by Pixar. So, yeah, she she hung on though, and she. Her favorite parts were the races. She likes the the action scenes where they're yeah. racing their cars, and she yeah. wants she wants uh, uh, Lightning to to win and stuff like that. But I don't know. Lightning McQueen is barely in the movie. It's mostly mostly the Mater show, and it's, it's the weirdest. A thing. lot of spy stuff. I don't. I just don't understand the the yeah. reason to make that film the way they did. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy was a big a commodity one. then, apparently, yeah. and they were all like, "Okay, you're gonna like him. If not, then too bad." Uh, Lilo and Stitch is just Mater. as good the second time. We we really Tell enjoyed Mater. that. So um, she says she wants to watch Cars three next. So she wants to keep. Going. I enjoyed so, it. I thought it was fine. Um, speaking of watching things next, uh, we are going to have a guest on next week. I don't know if I told you that or if you saw that on Facebook, but uh, Jerry McMullen wants to come back on the show. Yeah, I'm super excited. So we've had Jerry on before um, for one or two episodes previously he'll probably correct us if i say only one and he'll probably say it's two but i feel like it's only one i feel like it's, we've had jerry mcmullen on so many times on the, the, horrible, the, horrible yeah, the other podcast we yeah. used to do but um yeah i feel like it's just maybe one time but we, it's certainly been too long since we've had him on so i'm very excited to do Talked it about the black hole he yeah, the black, black hole, hole is the one I remember. I don't think he's been on another episode for no. this show for Disney no. Plus. I think that's right, just black hole. But anyway, he didn't come on for Mandalorian, did he? I'm starting to second guess myself now. No, he didn't because okay. we don't hate us, Jerry. If, if we no, I don't think he did. Um, so what he wants to he actually we were me, selfish, and I don't think we wanted anybody <laughs> else to talk about that. <laughs> he gave us a couple different options, and and I'm not trying to get political at all by saying this, but the one I wanted to go with was glory road. So, sure. um, I've never seen glory road. It is, have you seen it? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. And, and I knew you would be totally it's down awesome. for a sports movie. Uh, it's so. so great. Like it's, it's a great movie. Good. I'm excited. You're going to love it. it. I like sports movies and I think in our present day climate with everything that's going on with yeah. black lives matter and everything like that, a story, a very uplifting story about coaching an all black basketball team sure. is I'm totally down for that. Cool. So I'm very excited to, to watch that. So and he agreed. He said, there's probably never been a better time to talk about glory road than, yeah. than this week. So, um, so that's your homework assignment. If you're listening to this and kind of following along with us and watching the same movies, we're going to watch glory road. You can watch it on Disney plus, and then we will discuss it next weekend. Um, which is we record on Sunday. So it'll be the Sunday, the 14th, cool. probably come out that same night or at the latest Monday, the 15th. Beautiful. So, uh, glory road is what we want to do next time. Uh, any closing thoughts for the, Listeners at home, Jack. No, uh, man, uh, Disney Plus just has all kinds of crazy stuff. Artemis Fowl comes out. Oh, yeah. Did it already come out? No, it's July. It comes out this week, I think. Oh, is um, it this week? Okay. Yeah, so that's another one we need, right, to, we need to cover talk that. about fairly quickly. So. Yeah, after after um, Glory Road, we'll Maybe give we'll folks time to watch it. But it's uh, highly recommended, and I've never seen it. But like I was telling Miller the other day that I read, when I first started teaching, I read these books to a bunch of my kids in class. Like oh, yeah. this, in the end of class, I would read to those kids, and I remember reading like four of those books, three of them, three of those books, and I remember thinking at the time, 
this is gonna be a great movie if they'll if someone will just do it huh. and get the right thing going and it's done well it'll be great and it's taken this long and you know it's probably too far it's probably one of those movies that from a book standpoint they should have did it when the books were out sure. almost 20 years ago now 20 years ago now oh, almost wow. okay. and um it's almost like too late yeah. but not because it'll be good like it, I, I, Disney did it so it'll at least have some value especially oh, yeah. on a streaming service now the expectations lower it's about perfect for what it what it needs to be because good. had it come out during the time the Harry Potter movies were coming out everyone would have said oh this is just some Harry Potter thing rip off thing right. it's totally different like it's a lot different I mean, so. considering like listening to all that, like I almost wonder if this isn't the perfect time to release a movie like this. Onward is fairly recently coming out. Came out. Yeah. Uh, it's it deals with some of the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pixie supernatural magical land type situation. I think in the so. next in the next couple of years we're going to start to kind of see this divide of like do we do we make our movie straight to Disney Plus and yes. get subscriber new yes. subscribers because the movie came and out and even Netflix that? Netflix has already started yeah has started that a few years ago uh, with things and I think that that's a viable thing I honestly guys I I want understand this about me like like I want more movies to be made I want more TV shows to be made because brutal honesty that makes more people have jobs. Yeah. Like it makes more production crews have jobs, it makes more actors have jobs. It keeps people in things. There's an unlimited amount of places for these this content to go now. Yeah. And I really like economy-wise, I want the economy to get going again so you can see more movies like this or more things. Like it's good. It's not yeah. a bad thing. Like yeah. so like if they can have a tier system where it's like, okay, this is a theater release movie. If this is a straight uh uh on-demand movie. If this is maybe just a rental, if this is just a free thing on NBC's website. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't even know, but like, I think there's value in that. Like, I think oh, yeah. there's value in having a leveled system like that. I, I've been saying this for months now, but like, and I, studios should go to that. If they're smart, they would start yeah. that and not be like, no, we must, we must put it in the theater. Herbie, Herbie, re, Herbie retweeted 2.0. Herbie reboot it. No, don't do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, just, Put I've it been, on. Put I've it been, on. Whatever. I've been impressed with the movies that are of this high quality yeah. that are are coming straight to the service. Like gone, I think gone are the days of like, oh, that's a straight to video Aladdin, that's Aladdin two or whatever, Return to Jafar yeah. or whatever. It's like no, this is this is a legit movie. It was supposed to come to theaters and it's just coming to the service as well. You just get it for free if you're already paying your six ninety nine a month. Right. So, um, I, I think it's it took COVID to force studios like Disney to say do we even release this in theaters? But I hope it becomes something they do in the, on purpose in the future. Right. So. And that's the AMC thing we talked about, how AMC is really, man, they're going to struggle. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. like, it shows you, like, the theaters, it's almost like a union-type situation where the theaters have their own little piece of the pie and and uh, or a racket. I don't say a union, but like a racket of some kind where the theaters have their piece of the pie and the studios have their piece of the pie and they each don't want to let go of their piece of the pie. And I think if they would just rethink their inks a little bit and get put their heads together, they all could benefit from it. But I think theaters are afraid of losing their hats oh, yeah. if they don't buckle down some. So who knows? Weird world, weird world that we live in. Weird world. Well, well. So, well, well. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast. Re- recommend some documentaries or some other things that you want to hear us review. And give us your own review of free solo. If you watched that recently or just, um, we've piqued your interest and it makes you want to watch it this week. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Again, we were talking about glory road uh, next week, which I'm very excited to watch for the first time uh, for me. And then I think Jerry and Jack have both seen it and I'm sure they'll enjoy coming back around to it. Uh, write the show at Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com. We'd love to include you in what's going on and we will see you next time for glory road. Bye.